Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, <laughs> This is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. And one, and we're rolling. We're rolling. We're live. Oh, hold on a second. Hey, quiet on set. <laughs> so we do. So fun. All right. Hey there, sister. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Gutenheim. It's another, it's another cozy conversation. I'm so excited. Michelle, I've been looking forward to this all week long. I think we should get to it. Lauren, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Um, I want to start with, we'll get to the news, but what are you sipping on? You're right. Always one step ahead of you, which probably pissed you off a little bit. That's okay. I don't, it doesn't piss me off at all. I'm drinking uh, green tea. With a little honey. You said straight from the beekeeper. Straight from the beekeeper. Was a, I think she was like Ukrainian or something. It was a sweet, she wasn't small. She was a, a larger, taller, a rather taller woman. And she was really passionate about her honey. When you saw her, was she wearing no. the outfit? No, I wish she was. But she had two different options for the, for the honey. One was clearer and one was darker and foggier. Do you ever, so did that have more pop? Was it not strained as much? I'm not sure the science behind it, but I chose the clearer one because she said it was a little lighter and sweeter. And I was like, okay, that's the one I want. Can you tell me what the purpose is behind getting, buying a jar of honey with the comb in it? Because, oh, I don't know. Have you ever done that? No, but I want to. It looks beautiful. Okay. Well, it's pretty, but pain in the ass. Well, do you like chewing on wax? Have <laughs> you ever chewed on wax? <laughs> Mom used to have candles that that were like that honeycomb, and I would squeeze them. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, remember those? And she'd get really annoyed. Were she, they like layered? Like they were rolled? Rolled, yes. Mm-hmm. And I had such a fascination with squeezing them because my hand would like heat up the wax, and then I would, you know, like stress release. Yeah. And then she'd holler, who squeezed my candles? Well, well, you were squeezing her candles. <laughs> I was dipping all five fingers into the hot wax while the wick was on, and now I'm getting pissed off because Mia's doing it. She's like... Look at my fingers. I'm like, don't stick I love them in doing my... them and peeling yeah. it off. We met, she had a lot of candles going and we messed with them all. Yeah. Our mom loves her candles, which is why I'm burning a candle at 10 a.m. in the morning, 9.30. My There's spiced, no bad time to my, burn a candle. I don't think so either. Spiced apple. Oh, Lauren, it smells like a pumpkin dream in here. Doesn't it smell good? Delightful. And then I am drinking a my favorite. It's instant coffee from Trader Joe's. And you also put a shocking ingredient in there. I did add honey. I put a little honey in, and then I also put a little bit of... I'm popping all bit. You are popping. Um, I put a little bit of oat milk in it. Try that, Lauren. That's better. Thank you. Yeah. you were. It was warning us on the machine. It was going to the yellow almost, mm. and I think it was saying, you're hey, popping. Popping. You guys, we're new at this, so yeah. just hang with us. Anyway, sorry, does your coffee mean? does look delicious. It is so good. I'm very nostalgic, Michelle. So when I was in college, my friend Laura and I, my roommate, we would drink not Trader Joe's um, instant coffee. I forget what brand, but not Sanka either. Because I think their coffee is only decaffeinated. I think you're right. At least that's what I believe. Because remember when I bought 5,000 packs of it <laughs> for the whipped coffee craze during the beginning of and the they pandemic? Were all decaf. And I was like, what? Well, 
fuck am I going to drink this? No, the Delango or something like that. Well, yeah. I hated that that trend because it is the messiest trend ever. Mm. You've got to whip it so fast so the coffee goes everywhere. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Um, but back to my instant coffee. Yeah. So when I was in college, I would um, drink a lot of instant coffee with my friend Laura. We would put packets of Splenda in. Yeah. And then we would put a lot of, um, thank you, a lot of creamer, straight up half and half. And then we would chain smoke. We would smoke. Those were the days. Seriously. Chain smoke. So fun. Oh, my God. I miss those days. I know. But I'm still drinking the coffee, but I'm no longer smoking. Yeah. It's, you know, I have a couple slip-ups here and there. Do you? I, I haven't. The last time I had a slip-up was in, when we were in Colombia. And then I thought I had lung cancer the next day from smoking. There's cigarettes. nothing, nothing good about it. It's a stupid habit. Say no to smoking. I miss smoking like in like a cafe in another country because everywhere you it looks more beautiful there. If I you smoke make here it, in the states, you look like uh, yeah. If I make it to uh, seventy eight, I'm picking it up. Me again. too. I was Let's thinking about that. Seventy eight. Yeah, I might go like seventy five. Oh, all right. That's a good age. Seventy five. I'm gonna pick up smoking again. Remember Grandma Peg? God, she was jumping on the trampoline at ninety three. Guys, <laughs> okay, so she was a good friend of ours. <laughs> After a double knee replacement, <laughs> our gra- grandmother of her friends growing up, and Grandma Peg, she loved her smokes. She took those things down like a champion, and she lived to be an old woman. You know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. It's such a confusing. You know, there's some people that are Dang. gone too soon, and others. I don't know. This this topic gives me anxiety. GTS gone too soon. <laughs> Better than GTA, which is what Will's been asking me to play. On What's GTA? Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, no, say no. Murders and hookers. Oh Good my times. lord! Yes, it's a little intense for such youngins. Well, what happens in this world is the exposure to intense starts as soon as they touch a screen. Well, I mean, listen, we can't avoid what's happening out in the real world, but I mean, yeah, gotta, some of these games are a little feisty. You got to just do the best you can. You got to just try to protect as best you can. These poor little buggers. You know what? They're going to be great. They're going to be great. <laughs> I think we. this is a natural progression. I think we should roll into the news. All right. We've got some Finally. hot topics. We do have some hot topics. Hot topics, you guys, of course. Yes. Well, I mean, since we're talking about the little buggers, I think we roll right into what it's going to look like this Halloween. Okay. Halloween and fall. Halloween and fall. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. That's so, how grandma used to say it. Halloween. Mm-hmm. So... The doctors are saying that this is actually a very interesting. I read that one. Please, sentence. it makes me laugh well, out loud. I was just surprised by this. Listen, we're not making fun of people. We are just noticing. We're just that- laughing at the <laughs> fucked up world we live in. That's that's one way to put it. So we are looking at. Hold on, wrong article. We're, we're talking about Halloween and what what it's going to look like. That's kind of well, I mean, that might not be your concern, but it's certainly our most major concern is how are we going to dress up and where are we going to trick or treat? Exactly, because it's our favorite pastime. And so yeah. I'm reading an article. This is from NBC Chicago, and it says. Um, Loafman, who's a doctor, who said the Halloween was already a tricky subject for doctors as they work to battle an obesity epidemic. 
said that the coronavirus brings even more challenges to the table. <laughs> we got a lot, a lot of layers. We got we, we laughed only because we're like, whoa, we did not expect the obesity epidemic to be, to be the number one concern. Right. I right. Aut- well, I automatically assumed that they were just talking about maybe rapidly spreading norovirus or no. some everyday, you know, barfarama. So, yeah, they totally bring up the fact that Halloween is, is a problem. Is a problem because of it's but it's one day out of the year. I mean, listen, Come this on. is you throw the candy away, you give them a couple days with it. God. On the third day you say pick 10 of your favorite pieces mm-hmm. and then I'm burning that in the fire. Mom never took our candy away. Oh, mine goes. Have you ever seen Will after a, a bucket of Reese's peanut butter cups little <laughs> slammed his head against the couch 50 times? I was like, and done. <laughs> Shows you say over. Reese's peanut butter cups? Yes. Those make him hyper? Anything. Anything. And, and Mia is a barfer. She is a sprinkler barfer. Like, oh. I, you know, like the sprinkler that spins around the whole yard? Yes. She's oh. never had a barf that she made into a toilet. She's going to be the worst drink and barfer. <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually, they're going to, people are going to know that about Mia. Oh. She's going to be a barfer. She, the smells bother her. It's a oh, little sweet pea. She's a sensitive Sally. Anyway. Well, the good news is she might not be barfing this Halloween because. What are we thinking? Well, this is what they're saying. They're saying they're nowhere in this article, which is exciting. Are they saying that Halloween is canceled? Okay. So they are saying it's yes. Few. 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 I was going to say. They're saying that the responsibility is coming from the candy giver. Okay. Listen. All right. Okay. So instead of like some people are like, well, just put the bucket out and let the kids grab it. Well, that runs the risk. No, because there's too many dirty hands. And always, there's always a dick in the group. There'll be one, one hand in there because he's dumping that thing in his bag and he's running home. Exactly. So that's not, that's not, that's not going to work. So they're saying it's the responsibility of the giver, like wash your hands each time before a kid, the the doorbell rings or have hand sanitizer. Okay wear rubber gloves okay when you're dishing it out okay i don't think these are terrible ideas i have another i just came up with another idea what? In my let's head. hear it are you ready for this yeah do you remember that long stick <sighs> such a great idea i was kind of thinking the same thing. where would we get those at like, would we get those at like like what's carnivals the, or something what's not what we're talking about y'all remember those sticks you put your finger you hold it kind of like a gun it was like a garbage picker yes but it had like a dinosaur head at the end and it would bite things and it would bite things and you can it's like about put two it, feet long you can use that to distribute candy and there's some there's one on amazon for sure a hundred percent lauren shit I that's think we should such a, a good idea something a candy picker hander offer yeah and i think what would that's be nice idea. is if the trick-or-treaters you know you were saying it's all the responsibility of the the candy giver but you know what i call bs on that Why? if that guy's gonna be or gal's gonna be washing her hands that much if they can't god forbid get their hands on one of those mechanical pickers i say the trick-or-treaters offer them as a sign of peace and gratitude some lotion because those are going to be some dry oh, hands. Oh, you're right. You know, to, 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 to counter. Help, help heal the wounds of the, all the, the Halloween soap. chafing. Sick. We got to think about these things. We do. Um, they do also, know, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to ask if you knew what you were going to be for Halloween. I don't. Are you, aren't you normally thinking about it at this I am, time? I am. I always want to be something dead and a little scary. I don't go for sexy and I don't go for puns. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow, no, I don't do Joe costumes. There's nothing funny about Halloween. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Sorry. That's, I know. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> dead serious. If you like, could see her face right now, she like looked through me as like, she said she doesn't <laughs> joke around. No laughing matter. 
uh, I usually am stressed and not can't figure out it's to the last minute. So I just go and like the bailed the, the, the box downstairs and put something on my well, head. Well, that's because you're hosting. Yeah. You're often hosting. Michelle hosts our family on Halloween. And I'm doing it again. Yeah. Can you please give us a little ambiance? It's a tradition. Yeah, it is. What are you going to make? I'm going to make some sort of delicious soup, but it's probably going to be an homage to our mom. Right on. And we're, I'm going to make that like... <laughs> cauldron yeah of, you're you're gonna love it lauren that ground beef mm. vegetable oh yeah ground beef vegetable what's it called hamburger soup it's like hamburger soup i remember like there was frozen veg- vegetables yeah like a bag a bag of it's really easy there's probably like tomato sauce in yeah. it i mean it's kind um, of like a sloppy joe with vegetables and a little water yeah and i remember i don't eat this kind of, i don't eat ground beef but when i did it was really good. Michelle, you can dress. It's almost like a chili, you guys. You could probably put like onions or and like cheese. cheddar. Yeah, yes. totally. Um, Yum. Bales of hay. Yes. Um, what else? Fire bonfires yes. galore. You can set the music. <laughs> oh, I will get you guys. I'll let you guys borrow my party, my Halloween party list. Um, and what? Oh, I have a request though from you. Mm. I would like you to make that gin fizz. The grapefruit one? That. Or yes, that is totally. Possible. Is it too? It's that one for me is still that one's like okay, like that was September because it's kind oh. of like a summary because of the grapefruit. But we can totally do it. But grapefruit is in season now. It is, but there's another drink that's really good on Halloween. I'll make that of course. Okay, what? What? What's and by the, the other way, drink? Guys, recipes on our blog. Yeah, hello. Um, I will. I love the apple cider Moscow Mule. It's really good. Is that, are you putting that on the blog this I month? I think maybe that's what we'll do. We used that to make that for, mm-hmm, it's super, super good. It's a Moscow Mule, but it has like an apple cider component to it. And what I did one year, you guys, I peeled all these apples and then I carved faces into the apples and you put them in the oven and mm-hmm. for, I think, low on low for a very, very, very long time, and you make shrunken heads to hydrate the <laughs> apple. <laughs> if anybody knows how to make a shrunken head in our family, it's Lauren. It was amazing. It was such a, it's a great, um, it's just such a, it's a vi- great visual because it's like little heads floating in your. I want that, that. I'll that's make what them. we're going to make. Okay, cool. So yeah, um, well, to wrap this up, you guys, back to Halloween for a moment. They're just saying eat healthy and don't be a dirty asshole. And don't and don't have a dirty asshole. Ew. Didn't they say that in the news? They as didn't, well? but it's actually. I see a really it. It's good right point. there. But oh, and there's a- <laughs> 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 it's right there. NBC Chicago. You are hilarious. Um, they're also saying that, like, just for like hay rides and pumpkin patches. SD, social distance, yo. Where are you those are, per- listen, you know what those hay rides are going to look like? There's going to be seven people on it instead of 14. Yeah. It's going to be a more enjoyable experience. That's what I think. It's like let's, less crowd, more room. You know what? Halloween is made for social distancing. This is a holiday we can enjoy. I say we go freaking do it up yeah. and really take it in. It's going to be a full moon. Oh, my God. That's right, Michelle. On a guys. Saturday. Holy Oh, hello. Maybe the, the, the world might end, actually. I, I just, all of a sudden, I saw like a werewolf, like in the back of my mind, like taking over the town. Like. Zombies, for sure. <laughs> Zombies, the apocalypse. Will, I actually dreamt about the apocalypse last night. I was making a bug out bag. <sighs> okay. Subconscious <laughs> on overdrive. Moving right along, Lauren. Guess who's in um, Dancing with the Stars? I heard, and I'm not going to lie. You could give two shits? No. I, had, I, I thought it was fake news. I thought it was a joke. And mm. I was like, let me look this up. But how, 
Carol yeah, Baskin, guys. She, they, Carol Baskin. She, she murdered her husband. They say that she murdered her and husband. And now she's on Dancing with the Stars. And you want to know what? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. If she's not wearing leopard print the entire time, then she's she's a she's a she's a farce or a fraud. She is such a character. Let me tell you, people in that industry, Mm -hmm. which industry? The animal industry, exotics. Yeah, there's something about them, huh? It's a very very interesting culture. But anyway, so stay tuned. Carol Baskin's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and I just. I just want to see how she moves, you oh, know? Oh, I feel like she's probably, I feel like she's kind of mesmerizing and she might have sexy moves. I feel like she's extra slutty and she's going to be totally sexy move I dancer. I feel like she'll be sexy. Yeah, I think she's going to totally feel it. I'm excited for her, even if she did kill her husband. I mean, I don't know the circumstances under that rumor. She probably did. The tiger probably <laughs> ate him. <laughs> oh. That is a rude thing to do ever is to feed like an animal a human. Like that's kind of weird. Probably didn't the animal probably didn't like it. I don't know. Those teeth though. Anyway. Uh, vomit, vomit. All right. Well, I, I didn't see the rest of the lineup, but I will tune in. Okay. I'll tune into it. Whatever. I know you it's fine if you don't. No, I can deal with dancing. That one guy's really good looking, Maxim or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yes. We follow do you him. Watch? Yes, we do. He's a really good looking gentleman. <laughs> his brother's also extra cute. Uh, I mean, he's a I mean, I love when they dance together. They're just cool. I don't watch that competition show. I don't watch any of them, but I No, it's on their Instagram. Oh, just in general. Yeah, they're just okay. cute and like so fit, and their shirts are always open to their belly buttons, and it makes me laugh. God, handsome. But I can't look away. Handsome and great, right? pe- great pecs. <laughs> great great pecs. <laughs> Your eyes. Again, guys. Great pecs. Looking through me. Um, one more piece of news. This is interesting. It's what? a little science-y. I'm no scientist or doctor, but I thought this was worth sharing. What? The correlation between vitamin D deficiency and um, contracting the coronavirus. It, do we does the deficiency contribute to greater chances of getting this is what this is what it's sounding like that they were it says that this is also nbc5 chicago news um those who had a deficiency in vitamin d that went untreated were nearly twice as likely to contract covid19 compared to patients who had normal level levels of vitamin d well so, okay, the good thing is, is at least we're coming off summer, people were still outside, but I can feel us spending less time outside, and I know that everyone's deficient, right? And well, right, the they actually bring that up. Yeah. They're talking about that. They actually say, um, according to a study, half of Americans are deficient in vitamin yeah. D, and even higher rates of deficiency are found in Black and Latinx Americans, as well as areas like Chicago, where sunlight mm. is limited year-round, which that is a huge, that, that plays a huge role, I think, you, in regards to at least vitamin D, just you, in general. You want a little fun fact? Actually, I don't know if it's a total fact, but it's a tip we can check later, but cool. I, it's a good one to just consider. Sunglasses, we our body processes vitamin D through our eyes. Mm-hmm. And oh, when we wear our sunglasses, we block that. So we're like pre- depleting and preventing our ability to do that. So you're really supposed to drive into the sun and stare at it open eyes. <laughs> like my friend Patrick. When Patrick drives or going, goes anywhere and he doesn't have sunglasses and we're all like shaded out and he's like squinting, I'm like, why? And why doesn't he? 
just, I just don't wear it. I've never in well, my 20 year friendship, I've never seen him wear sunglasses. Let's do a, let's do a study. Let's test his vitamin D and like your vitamin That's D. That's actually a really, let's do it. Let's, let's do get it. him in for a trial. All right. Let's get him in. <laughs> Call doctor. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. So people, I don't know, look into it. Drink, eat, drink more vitamin D or sit in the sun. It's kind of like, you know, our dad, he, he's got, and they talk about pulmonary and respiratory um, stuff. And so people that are maybe a little bit more um, mm-hmm. prone to that, yeah, consider up in the vitamin D. Again, I'm not a doctor, but- No, it's just... good. I, it's good advice. That's, I was just at my doctor and that was the one thing that she told me to, to take in supplement form. It's really interesting. Yeah. Just, that was the one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I added chlorophyll to my water this week. I saw. Is it really green? It's super green. It Does it like, taste like grass? No, it, there's no flavor. If anything, it's flavored with mint or peppermint rather. So there's that. Um, I've been doing it every day, but Michelle, yesterday, same thing happened like with Anthony. He had a little bit, I think he drank too much like caffeine. It gave me a little bit of the, that rush of like, but was it a, okay. And it was Did like a little too much a little and I had to eat. I think my blood sugar was also low. So I, did you feel faintish? I felt a little Faint? weak. Yeah. Faint. Faint. Yeah. Either Faint. Okay. But I also didn't have like a proper breakfast. I think that all plays a role. And I'm, I'm introducing something new to my body. You know what, Lauren, you're totally right because you're introducing something new and you're on an empty stomach. And I was on an empty stomach the day that I had the greatest Starbucks uh, pumpkin cold brew <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Oh my God. I love how obsessed you are with it. Well, I don't think I can ever get it again because I thought I was going to, Ryan was going to have to take me to the hospital. Okay. Well, there's something you can do. Ask them how many shots you put in. They put in that one size that you get. I always just do one shot. Lauren, I'm sure there were four. Yeah, Michelle, you probably gave yourself a heart attack. I think I had a mild hearty. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So what you want to do is ask them how many I I would do maybe one shot. And then always I cut the syrup in half. Mm -hmm. So usually I do like four pumps. I'm like one and a half. Okay. So you can kind of customize. Okay. I, that Lauren, I'm so embarrassed right now because I didn't know they put shots in there. I thought it was just like a pump of coffee with some foam on Oh, no, top. I'm sure there's probably straight up espresso shots in there. Yeah, you probably gave, your, you gave yourself an anxiety attack. All right. Thank you for your advice. You're welcome. Um, I did what you said on another front. Yeah, And that? I started watching The Vow on HBO. Oh, uh, let's talk about it. We should set it up. You set it up. Okay, guys. This is yours, your baby. So The Vow, The um, Vow is on HBO. It's a true crime, like, docu-miniseries, which I'm a how huge many fan series, of those. How many episodes are there, like eight? I'm not sure. Okay. We're only on episode two now. Okay. Um, but it is about a gentleman who begins this, um, it's an organization called ESP at first, and it's really, it's one of those, like, mindfulness organizations where they, and, and motivational, where they encourage that Mind you're- Mindfuckfulness. No, so wait till you get to this, yeah, later, though. What they do is, it's all about, like, you could do anything. You're human. You're capable of everything. Let's break down your barriers. So, you know, it's a good, it's a great community. Yeah. I mean, I like the foundation. Right. But Michelle, here's the deal. Like they like hold on to each other's shoulders and dance in circles. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not, I can't, I don't get down with that. But is that energy? And they kiss on the fucking lips. Lauren, that's how we were raised. (laughs) Yeah. But I stopped. I stopped kissing people on the lips. (laughs) Except for my husband, you kept kissing. I don't. Maybe it's why I don't even hug now. Yeah, weird. I know. Listen, they kiss everyone on the lips, which is another greeting that I'm under COVID. I'm sure they're not doing that. Well, here's the deal. 
So it went from ESP, Michelle, which was like this kind of like safe place. And then they started, people that were in the call, well, in the group started to find out that there was like an off branch, like a secondary group. Is that what Nexium was? Yes. And that is like an off branch of it. And that one, that one was the ESP was kind of like the front, like this is everything. That's where they would recruit people. And then Nix, Nexium or Nixium is oh. when they would almost like bring it to the side. And it had to do with like sex slaves. There was a master and his name is Keith, Keith Keith Ranieri. Ranieri. He is the, He's the founder of ESP, the master of Nixium. Also, also really a really great volleyball player. He loved <laughs> volleyball. He loved volleyball. He would make his members meet him at like one o'clock in the morning to play till like 4 a.m. That's where they had the opportunity like to be with Keith. That was when he made himself available to his followers. We're like in the middle of the night playing volleyball games. Creepers. So weird. So what happens is he's really, you know, he's captivating. He captivated an audience. He did. Of people that wanted to change Seemed their like lives. a nice enough guy. Yeah, but there's always something spooky going on. Where's me? I'd be in Nexium. When you're, uh, I'd be in Nexium. Lauren and B wouldn't get past the front no gates. No way, Jose. Once they started, okay, ready? So here's the deal. So now we're talking about Nexium. So the guys, the, the, the individuals who are still with ESP, are starting to find out there's some stuff going on. People are starting to see things and notice things with the master and certain women. Women are losing a lot of weight. So, mm-hmm. right? So now there's like this How mind about, and food and, control. Well, and also their schedule was so uh-huh. rigid. They were sleeping for two hours. They had like sleep deprivation. Yep. So there's a whole bunch of control going on. And when you're that sleep deprived, now you're, you're not, not thinking, even cognitively no. functioning normally. No. So when you're sleep deprived and you're food deprived and someone says, hey, bend over, I'm going to brand you with this. These are my initials. I'm going to burn them into your body. You're probably so in outer space, you're like, all right. You know what what's, could be cool, though? What those women could do, though? Or people, they could say that that was Keith Richards' branding, just to kind of counter. From, from, from <laughs> the Rolling Ranieri. Stones? Yeah, just, hey, Keith Richards. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, at least you made us. I'm trying to put a positive. Lining. Silver lining. Holy shit. <laughs> people, people, Keith Richards. I'm sorry. Keep going. He's still alive. Um, so that's where we are right now. So, but I can tell you that, and this is not, you can look this up. Here's the deal. They arrested the dude maybe a half a year ago yeah. in Playa del Carmen, I believe Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And that's where he was holding. Then he like, I think that by this time, ESP wasn't really doing its thing. And Nixium was full on in cult form. And who was running the cult? Keith. From Mexico? In Mexico. It, were they in Mexico? Uh-huh. They all moved down there. S- several of them did. When he got arrested, there were women that were in the cult present during his arrest. And is he banging all these women? I believe that he was having, like, sex slaves. Yeah, I mean, probably forced sex. And because he was his master. It's just his one master. Of those, the master. I can't. This is where this is where you lose me with the master. It's I don't the understand. Strangest these well, they, people. You know what it is? It's like any cult. If even if you think of Charles Manson or what was the one? Is it in Jamestown where that they all killed themselves or mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate? You get these people who are able to get inside your freaking brain. And I I don't know that much about cults, but from what I have read and seen. You got a lot of people coming in there that have 
some fucked up shit that happened in the in their past. Maybe they can't get over it. They're survivors of something, or they came. Maybe their family kicked them out for whatever reason, and they're looking for more. And then they get pulled into some really spooky stuff, mm. real spooky stuff that yep. where they'll they'll have you convinced that you should kill yourself. Yeah. What? That's, yeah. What? Or others or others. So yeah, this is some real weird territory. But if you're into that, kind well, of and thing, it's kind of timely in this world that we're living too. You know, like yeah. these like deep beliefs, these frat like offshoots just a different way of living and people trying to find a community and a way to connect or something and then it ends up not being a super great place for you and people looking for answers too I think I don't know if this is true but from what I've gathered it sounds like people who are more susceptible to believing conspiracy just like folks who are willing to like invest so much time and money and emotion into another person who's telling them what to do because they're looking for something. Yeah. They're looking for a sense of control. Oh yeah. Well, all of those people were looking for something yep. and yet, you know, like they, you could tell like one, there was career or mm-hmm. pressure or whatever. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting show, Lauren, and I'm going to give it a go, but I have to say that I am way more into the queen and what's going the on queen diana like that's oh, well that's a princess the, you mean the royal family the royal family oh so what are you watching um well no i compl- i just finished watching the documentary um in her words oh on netflix yeah did you cry i cried at the end i didn't cry i'm a pussy i you're not you just i i didn't so cry what do you think about diana what are your thoughts i've never heard you talk about her um i I had no idea the great pressure that that role takes when you become a princess. Future queen. A future queen. And she embraced it. And like, she was, she did some incredible, she was good at what she did. She didn't need them to do it. I agree. She did not. You know, she was 19 when she got married. How old was he? I think he was a few years older than her. I don't he know how many. Much older than her. I um, looked much older than her. I think he was probably in his early twenties. Um, they didn't give a shit about her. Nope, nope. That sure doesn't sound like they did, and they didn't. Give a shit and you said this, and I. This makes sense. You can understand why Prince Harry would totally cut ties and or whatever. I do. I. I don't know. It makes me sad because I don't like to see any families get torn up. That that blows, especially when something, I don't know, it didn't seem like there was anything too major to never speak to your family again. And I hope that they're able to repair those relationships. However, I 100% see why he was like, I'm out of here, you guys. I hope, I wish that it was like, we love you. We can support you. Go do what you need to do. He will forever live in his brother's shadow. He doesn't get the same type of treatment because he's like, He's never going to be king. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't blame him. And Megan was treated, it sounds like Megan, with Megan, go ahead, let's keep talking about Diana. Well, I just, I just think that, you, you know, something else about Princess Diana that I was not aware of 
you're really privy to. She was very open in that secret interview about the state of her mental health. And I felt like that was interesting just considering the time and history because that was not something people talked about. No, it's not. And her son, Harry, has is really living her legacy because he is so open about his struggles with mental health mm-hmm. and regressed or repressed um, grief. Mm-hmm. Because after she died, you'll see photos of them walking around, looking at the flowers and all the tributes to Diana, like out by the palaces. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't cry while seeing I know. Them. I was thinking, man. Oh, my God. I've be... like, got goosebumps. Yeah. How, and he did that for years. And so you get to an age and that grief, you know, Michelle, did you watch, um, you didn't watch I'll Be Gone in the Dark, did you? No. Well, the guy whose wife died, his name is Patton, um, Patton Oswald. He's a comedian. But he said something about grief on that show. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a good point. He said grief, you know, like when you're rock climbing, you, you like, put something in yeah. the, I don't know what they're called, like bolts. Rock chippers? Yeah, rock, rock <laughs> bolts. He says that grief, if you don't address it and tend to it, it goes inside your body and it starts setting up, like, like little poles within mm. you. And to hold on and like to like bear in on you. And so he talks, you know, he's a comedian, so he's got to bring it up. And so he brings it up. So I mean, imagine being Harry that never talked about grief. You know, that shit explodes. Well, it's trauma, you know, it that's built of trauma. And I think that that very much um, is, the, is a nice segue into um, the next topic we were going to chat about and how people are dealing oh, with trauma and how yes. this is becoming more of a mainstream thing. And that is treatment of traumatic events and mental PTSD. illness with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, maybe Prince Harry should give those a whirl. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he gets his hands on some psilocybin. Oh, Michelle, I have to tell you a story hmm. about Prince Harry. What? Okay, so after Prince Harry and Mary, uh, Harry and sorry, Prince Harry and Meghan got married, they were pregnant. They got married in May, and they felt they got pregnant in um, December. Dang. So my thought was like, I know the ages. It's not this easy to get pregnant, but maybe she was very lucky, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And or maybe they had to go, you know, the more scientific route. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking about it. Okay, yeah. right. So I'm like, oh, they had to go to in special car to the hospital, and then she goes in, right? And then I'm thinking, Prince Harry had to go into a room and make himself <laughs> he had to he had to choke the chicken oh well if you say they did IVF so he had to go into and i'm just thinking I'm like well, no one Lauren, is princes exempt. choke the chicken too lauren <laughs> princes are not exempt from choking their own chicken and i was like wow you just don't put the royals but when you think about it you can go there actually you know interesting thought it well it's an interesting one you've certainly shared with us today and i'm going to take it a step <laughs> further and say i wonder if royals mm. have like, you know how the queen has handlers? Like, they come in and it's time to get up. Yes. You know. Draw the drapes. Yeah. Maybe they have chicken chokers. Like, if you're a prince. like No, they do not. Time to choke my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, back to. Yeah. Let's go back to the trauma. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about psilocybin. You're you're into this topic. I'm I'm curious about it. Microdosing with yep. psychedelics. Yep. I I think that well that's yes for sure. I think that psilocybin. I'm very happy to hear too that there are certain states that are opening up room and legislature for um, or legislation for um, 
psilocybin. So psilocybin. So for people that are listening, maybe don't know what psilocybin is. Yeah, it's the psycho um, psychoactive ingredient or component to mushrooms. That's correct. Magic mushrooms. Yes. And is it in what is what is? Hang on a second. Ayahuasca. Yes. I am not a hundred percent certain. I believe you drink it. I don't think you smoke it. I feel like they make a tea with it. And you sip it, and it's a very, very, very strong hallucinogenic. And what's happening is, is there are these, these I don't know, for lack of a better term, like spas in places like Costa Rica. That's actually the perfect word, like spa Sounds like or a spa. like wellness resorts. Sounds like it. Like, like when I joke about like when people are in a bad way, I say sometimes maybe they need to go pet the horses. Yeah. This is that this is that version, but a little different of petting the horses. And it's a place where people like vets, Vietnam vets are throwing their Hail Mary and going All that. to to try and like, I don't know, erase their traumatic experiences because they are on the brink of suicide and breakdown in like horrific mood swings. Mm-hmm. But these, this is being proven to work. Yeah. So there's a lot of research going on right now, um, in particular to war veterans who have seen a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, that stays with you. So they're coming yeah. back with severe PTSD. And what they're, what they're seeing in trials is um, ayahuasca and, again, psilocybin. Just recently, I started reading that they're bringing in MDMA, mm-hmm. which is, we were talking about this before we started recording, um, I don't know of it to be a, uh, a natural drug. I'm, I thought it was a man-made one, mm-hmm. but unlike that, ayahuasca, cannabis, psilocybin, those are f- coming from the earth. Okay. But the thing about the ayahuasca thing, Michelle, which is really interesting, is that this is not <clears throat> to be tried alone. Yep. Um, these resorts that Michelle's talking about, they have shamans who you can only get them at one point in history. You had to like go into the Amazon to find one of these guys. Mm -hmm. And now they're actually like making room for them in the wellness industry Mm -hmm. to say like, listen, you might be able to help a ton of people. Will you bring your services to our space? Yeah. Chelsea Handler did this on her four part Netflix series and, um, and then goop did it. Some of her, did, did she do it? Chelsea? No, did did Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth, Gwyneth was not in, from what I can recall, those um, segments. Okay. But Elise did. So that is the girl. That's the woman that interviews on Goop Podcast. Yeah, she's she tried she's it. Gwyneth's right hand man. Yeah, and right hand woman. Right hand woman, and I don't remember what because um, there were a couple of different segments. I believe it was, I believe it was ayahuasca. And, and psilocybin, I feel like. I think it, I I cannot recall, but I mean these these they were in a circle. They were on like um, uh, massage tables almost, and like they had blankets on them. And then there was like people walking around, a couple of people in there to make sure that they were okay. Yeah. But there was like retching and body movement. Oh yeah, they, they barf and sobbing. Yeah. So I don't know what. I don't looks know. Intense. It looks very intense. I don't know what you're re- like, how you're reckoning with these emotions. Like, so when you say race, I don't know if you leave an experience like this and never think about what you experienced. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that way or you feel more healed and like emotionally, maybe spiritually, um, I don't, uh, just rejuvenated. Well, I'm trying to find it in here because this, this person went 
And he said, um, this is interesting. This is an interesting point. You know, we grew up in the dare generation, say no to drugs. Okay. Right now, our generation is living through an opiate crisis. Mm -hmm. And I just think that there is an interesting um, parallel to that, growing up with that, and then being in a space now where people are... Everybody experiences trauma. We all go through different range of challenging, horrific, it's a very horrible real thing, trauma. Trauma is in everybody. And we are a generation of people that are, were raised to think that drugs like marijuana and ayahuasca and what natural things were bad for you. So people are using opiates and now we have this epidemic. And it's terrible. And it's just an interesting, I just thought it was an interesting comparison, but this is a this is from somebody that said um, that he, for months, he was followed with he was tortured with depression and um, mood swings. And he did this. He actually went to one of these things and his depression has ceased his Mm. anxiety, his depression is mellowed. His crippling social anxiety is gone and his mood swings, which felt like a tug of war in my brain, his brain ceased. Do you, I can't imagine that how his quality of life has improved and his relationships with himself and with freaking people. That is beautiful. And I was at ayahuasca. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I think it might be ayahuasca. I think it's ayahuasca. Um, um, uh, yeah, I believe it was. And it was like, you know, a barfarama. He was oh, yeah. like retching and whatever. But yeah, I think that's, it's just interesting. It's beyond interesting. You know, when they, when they made all these drugs schedule, what is it? Schedule one, even cannabis falls in there. They make it impossible to do research in the country, which mm-hmm. is a problem because there are things that can really help people. Yep. Right. So you got to like, kind of like make some room. I, I, I believe I read, I might be mistaken. They were trying to get cannabis off that schedule one because you want to be able to test here. Right now we do it offshores, I believe in Israel and in Canada is mm-hmm. a lot of where cannabis testing is being done. Um, when I worked at the dispensary, yeah. Michelle, a ton of veterans came in. Mm-hmm. Um, veterans were coming in because obviously being treated for PTSD, those that didn't want to take opiates would go with um, go with their, you know, the older, the old timers, the guys would go for the joints, the gentlemen, and then the younger fellows that came in loved edibles. Cool. So it was kind of like you see other guys that like, right, ripping And joints. you saw these people get relief. Every, they would come in all the time. And not only see, they would tell me, mm-hmm. you know, because I would ask, I would be so curious if for those, or some people were just really open about talking about it. But these guys and gals, they they experience so much. So I'm, I'm really grateful though that they're taking, they're looking into these new possibilities absolutely it's a beautiful thing um i think microdosing and i know several people who a couple people who microdose on psilocybin regularly and i know someone else who's done um lsd microdosing on lsd um no one delivered bad experiences it's so microdosed. It's you don't feel it. You don't like. You're not like getting high and like seeing like little elves run all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. very minimal. You're not like jumping and you're not like walking over like a puddle and thinking you're jumping into a, <laughs> into a pool of orange juice. No. Okay. No, nothing like that. Oh, good. Um, but good experiences coming out from people who are trying it. Yeah. Um, I think it's so new that everyone's still trying to figure out 
you know, what to do. And by the way, I just want to say something about that dare thing you mentioned earlier. Yeah. It really annoys me because honestly, the problem I don't think amongst the youth it is, and it gets there, is drugs, but drinking runs rampant in high school. Where is the conversation about alcohol and teenagers and driving drunk and shit? There is. Yeah. There's conversation there. I mean... It's not enough. Well, it wasn't when I was growing up. It was like marijuana bad, but go ahead and chug... No, we totally light. had... We had organizations at our school. What is it? Uh, Snowball. Snowball. What's mm-hmm. the one? Mothers Against mad mothers against drunk, drunk driving. driving but yeah. we did have groups that were like organizations for that definitely we um not i'm i'm know. it's going to be an interesting interesting um navigation with two tween you know teenagers in this world with all of the options of ways to catch a buzz these days from oh my god would you be you know, so pissed if one of your kids started vaping yeah like i mean already talking about it we're already talking about like how it's like just like this mystery that you're putting into your body and if there's one thing I think I'm gonna have a few rules I'm I'm thinking about some like hard rules they're just absolute non-allowances and um, non-negotiables non-negotiables and I kind of stole this I you know yes from Gwyneth Paltrow's dad had some great they were she had three rules what were they heroin is absolutely off the table that's a good rule um, uh, she couldn't get a tattoo until she was 30. I stole that one. I like that. 30, I, that's enough, that's I enough just, time. You know what? I feel like I'm not opposed to tattoos. I'd go get one right now if I conjured up something that was a good one. I just think you got to live 30 years before you decide you're going to put something on your body. I'm going to disagree with it, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, actually, I'm going to. You should live for 20 years? I think you can, listen, don't get one at 13. Let's get past 18. Like, fight, figure out. No, you listen, have no fucking clue who you are at 18. I know, but And I there's agree. a lot of, I've seen a lot of regretful, I've seen a lot of regret. I agree. I would say maybe 20, some, like, get to 20 or something. I don't know, there are some, but there are some young kids that are like artists at at age four. Go ahead and cover your whole body. Yeah. You make sure you love it. You you see people that are covering up their Snoopies and their dolphins tramp stamps Snoopies. over their butt cracks that, that's the size of the pineapple that they regret. I look at it this way. What? That's your body, you do you. This is mine, I'll do mine. No, I say don't fucking put, <laughs> I'm going to steal another one right now, Kim Kardashian. What's hers? Don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. I love it. What does that mean? That's your babe. That's your body. That's your, that's your, that's your finest. Yeah. Don't put a sticker on your fine ass body. I think I've seen a lot of fine ass bodies with beautiful tattoos. I saw I have a woman too. the other day and I was like, that looks freaking awesome. I would never do it because I just, I got my tiny tattoo. <laughs> yeah. That, that you got ridiculed by the man who is wearing two sleeves of tattoos. He was appalled by your tattoo. I don't mind. That's all right. It's a good one. My hairdresser um, has the ruler on her fingers. What like, does that mean? You know, like the inches, like when you take some hair and yeah. you cut across. So it's like she's like measuring. It's just cute. That's it's like cute. a huge. I love it. On her finger? Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. So it's safe to say that you have zero tattoos. Yeah, but I it's I would totally get one. What would you get? I don't know. Okay, but you would. I'm not opposed to it. I don't hate tattoos. Yeah. I feel for the regrets of some of those that have gotten them. And yeah. I that's what I just am trying to steer clear. And I don't know, but we're going back to the rules, you know. Um, I'm just that one, we're just listen, they're gonna do we did a lot of shit. Yeah. We tried and did stuff most people do yeah 
So part of it is just trying to like raise them to know like the good between bad and just they have to recognize and just arm them with information and hopefully that'll guide their path. Just tell them that it looks, it's just, um, tell them it pisses off the person behind them when they're vaping. <laughs> Does vaping bother people as much as cigarette smoke? That's a good question. The vaping, that, that disgusting strawberry smell, like gives me like an instant headache. I mean, Lauren, that's not even, isn't that like a portable hookah? I mean, what is it? Kind of is. You know what I'm talking about? That's, yeah. That is not what, listen, what kids are doing in high school yeah. and stuff is a vape. It's like, a, it looks like a drive like a, that you put Yeah, it looks your, like it's a jewel. It's like, a, it's a vaping cigarette. And that is a minimal, that's a, you could sneak that anywhere you go. Anywhere. You could puff that thing in the back of study hall. Honest to God. It's what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like those. You have to be like a caterpillar sitting on a mushroom and to smoke It's like those. those, those devices are so heavy and huge. I mean, I, what is, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Well, Lauren. Well, I hope that they don't vape. I'm just going to throw that out there. Me too. Yeah. I hope they don't. But we're, we're heading into, we're heading into those years. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wish you the best of luck. Godspeed on having tweens. Thanks. I am going to need all the luck I can get and you can just enjoy watching from the sidelines. Yeah. Until you're... I'll get some, I'll get some uh, inspiration, guidance. Mm-hmm. A lot of deep breaths. A lot of deep breaths. All right. Um, I think that's our show for today. We We did it. All of our really fun topics that we find interesting. We hope you guys found them interesting too. Yeah. I love doing this. I love talking to you about random things that are going on in the world. And until we meet again. Until next Tuesday. Like I'll see you in a couple minutes. I'll see you in a couple minutes too. (laughs) And you guys, we'll see you guys soon. Be well. Ciao. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at at the sister Proj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.